0: Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beauty Needs Me. I'm Dunio Dumasun. I'm here with my co-host Talia. Hey y'all. And today we have the pleasure of Dr. Rahi joining us. Dr. Rahi is an integrative and aesthetics doctor who specializes in, um, well, integrative and anti-aging medicine. And so um, Dr. Rahi, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Of course. So first, before we even get into anything else, explain to us what exactly is integrative and anti-aging medicine? What does that mean? First, first.
1: (laughs) My approach to um, medicine and aesthetics, it comes from a very holistic perspective. So I look at the patient as a whole. And um, for example, if someone decides to come to me for something that is seemingly on the outside, it, you know, it's all interconnected. So I'll always make suggestions with regards to supplements, lifestyle changes, um, because I believe that in order to achieve great outward results, you really have to be healthy on the inside too. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. No, that makes total sense. Like that's exactly how we feel about it. Like we talk about that all the time. Right,
0: right. So how did you, how did you decide to get into this?
1: Uh. I wanted to go to medical school since I was younger and I did go to medical school. And once I started practicing traditional medical, traditional MD medicine, I realized that, um, it wasn't my passion. Uh, a lot of it is really focused on treating the disease once you've already developed it. And, um, I've always wanted to prevent disease for myself and it only makes sense to want to prevent it for my patients too. Um, so I was, I've always been health conscious growing up and, you know, I started developing interest in like my diet and lifestyle, like in my teens. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I went through med school, I noticed that it's very, um, it's a reactive type of approach. Mm -hmm. It, It really focuses on once you develop the disease, then that's, you know, then that that's when you get treatments. But, you know, just from my own experience and learning more about integrative medicine, I I realized that it's more important to really prevent because that way you'll live healthier and you'll feel better
2: overall. How did you get interested in your health as a teen? Like, were you an athlete? Because I feel like that was the last
1: thing on my mind. (laughs) Um, Actually, I think the first Source of inspiration for me to find interest in health and wellness was a trip that I made to California. I was living in Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. and now I live in California. Um, so I made a trip with my mom and my sister, and there's just a, the culture here is very circulated around health and wellness. And that kind of inspired me. And so I became vegetarian shortly afterwards. And in my 20s, it was, you know, trying to be vegetarian, but also not being unhealthy, because you can become, a lot of times people decide to become vegetarian or vegan, and then they end up eating a lot of processed foods, so in my 20s, I was learning to
0: master that, and I'm still learning every day. So now, you grew up in Toronto. You moved there after your family moved from Iran, right? Yes. So you are, your. do you identify as Persian? That's your nationality? Yes. Okay, yeah. So um, well, I
1: think like, I mean, I'm Persian, but I'm Canadian, but I'm also American. It's very confusing. <laughs> I
0: get it. I get it. I get it. I feel like we, I mean, I'm of Nigerian descent, so I say Nigerian American. I'm like, it's, yeah. beauty, so I totally get it. So how did your, how did your culture feed into your early thoughts of beauty and you know, what you thought was beautiful?
1: So, my I guess I'm trying to think like growing up I and we left Iran when I was four and we moved all around until we got to Canada so the look that I had wasn't necessarily considered beautiful in the place that I grew up Mm. um and so
0: what was your look how would you describe it? my look
1: is just I guess I'm a brunette like like you know olivey skin very prominent features they're not like you know some of them have been morphed over the times with some of the aesthetic stuff that I do but I've kept it pretty much the same um but like prominent features just um growing up I grew up in Toronto and at the time Toronto was still evolving as a city what it is now it wasn't then so um I wasn't necessarily around a lot of Persians and so and you weren't white with
0: blonde hair basically
1: yeah (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) you can say it (laughs) I was just I was
1: just there and I I you know, growing up, and actually, this was actually a really tough time for me because growing up per- as Persians, we had like lots of hair. And I remember having hairier legs than all the other girls in the play school, play, play yard. Aww. And I couldn't really wear shorts because they would make fun of me. It was like Aww. awful. Wow. I know. And then laser hair removal came
0: and now I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, Dooney is a solid advocate for laser hair removal. So I talk,
0: all, I talk about that all the time on this pod. All the time. Really? I do. Yeah. So in tar- so when did you when did you start feeling more comfortable in your skin and with your look?
1: Um I think it took a really long time to consider myself pretty, even though I didn't fit the traditional, um, standard of what pretty was. And now I think, I think as society is changing now, there's so many definitions of what is beautiful. So I feel more confident to think that, you know, I am that way. And also I think once I, you know, being an immigrant and, you know, traveling around and living in different countries, is also really hard on your ego. Um, so once I develop my own sort of stability and mm. my confidence in my career. Then I just felt more confident with how I appeared to the outside world. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so you you
2: spoke about some aesthetic procedures that you had uh, briefly.
1: What did you do? Well, what have I not done? <laughs> <laughs> and when you tell us what you do, tell us why. Like, tell us. Yeah. You know. So I actually have not done anything surgical to my face. Um, Okay. I've done, everything is like minimally invasive and and in the office. Um, The most recent thing that I did to my face was some filler up here in the cheek area, like right up here. Because as we age, um, what happens is um, we lose bone, our bone structure. Basically, it's called, um, it it resorbs. Mm. So we develops hollowing under our eyes and you notice like darker circles under your eyes. You notice smile line formation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you also lose fat in the face and the fat kind of repositions as well. Um, and also your skin breaks down as we age. So everything falls. I like to tell people when my patients come or if I'm teaching, um, a good way to look at it is everything falls like inwards and downwards. And if Mm. you, kind of pay attention to someone who's never had any aesthetic work done you'll notice that someone who's older um and everybody ages differently that's also something to consider um but you'll notice like hollowing of their eyes and smile lines um and so to really correct that you want to lift create a lift to create a more natural
0: oh, restoration
1: cool. so i put a little bit of filler here and the, last procedure I did before
0: that. Dr. Rahi, does the filler, it doesn't lift. It just, it just literally fills in like the, the loss of, I guess, bone structure is it? And the fat that you're saying moves to the center of your face. Yeah.
1: So it doesn't, it it lifts a little bit in the sense that think of it, it's a gel. So think of a gel going under your skin and pushing up against it. It's going to lift the skin up. Right. And so, um, that's how it kind of creates a little bit of a lift. So if I'm like lifting, like think of a balloon, if as you inflate it, it gets like bigger and bigger. Yeah. versus like deflating the balloon okay. and then it's all like wrinkled looking. Okay. So unfortunately, something similar happens to our skin and our facial structure as we age where we become more deflated. So we put structure back into the face with multiple different modalities but filler is one of them and so putting filler here creates a little bit of a lift yeah because you don't look crazy like every time I think of
2: fillers I feel like people go ham and I'm like like they got a whole cheekbone that never existed crazy crazy it's like I think when when you talk about it it seems like the key is just a little bit in key places
1: exactly and I think aesthetics does have a bad reputation because I think a lot of the old school Techniques um, is what what is associated with aesthetics, but the technology is changing so rapidly that um, if you go to a practitioner that is aware of the technologies and is aware of how to use things in balance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, then you shouldn't look weird. You should look pretty much very natural.
0: So I will say, I feel like I've seen a lot of discussion on various Instagram pages, especially from... Um, doctors of color, specifically Black doctors, who are advocating for aesthetics work, and basically saying what you what you just said, mm-hmm. which is that it has a bad rep. And then you know, for people with melanin, and if, you know, high melanin, like Black women, like this whole concept of Black don't crack has done a disservice to people because yes. they then feel like they don't have to do anything. At all,
2: I've seen a whole campaign for Botox, and I'm like, I actually don't know any Black women who have Botox. Neither
0: neither do I. But and I've seen the campaign as using Botox as a preventative measure, which I never, I never thought of. So, you know, one of the things you said earlier on is you wanted to get ahead of things, like you Mm -hmm. want, you didn't want to just be treating things. So, how do these aesthetic services procedures? You know, how does that really get ahead of, I guess, aging? Skin, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's true that different ethnicities age at different rates. That's 100% true. Um, But it's not true. Like, you'll have one African-American who'll age quicker than the other one because it's not just about your skin, but also your lifestyle, your environment. So it's, it's really hard to generalize. And I don't think we should because... For example, there could be somebody that, you know, sits there, has like a 10-hour skincare routine, morning and night, and like drinks a ton of water, goes to sleep at night, 9 p.m., wakes up at like 5. Um, then they're going to have really good skin. And then I was like, this, this is,
2: is ambitious. like.
1: <laughs> then there's the other person who has maybe the same skin color, but will wake up at like 10 a.m. and party until like 4 a.m. and smoke and drink and is out tanning during the day. Um, So they're going to age quicker, right? Just because of like lifestyle and environment. So that's something important to take into consideration. Um, But we start losing collagen in our early twenties in our skin. So everyone starts losing it. And so a really important factor of our skin structure for everybody is collagen and there's elastin and hyaluronic acid. And those those ingredients give us the structure and the architecture of the skin. So it's as much as it's prevention, it's also treatment, some of the some of these procedures, even if when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh I look great, I look fine, I don't need to do anything. It's important to keep that in the back of your head so that you understand that um, taking care of your skin is taking care of the rest of your body. that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, doing something to stimulate collagen because we're losing collagen every day, so that we can keep our skin intact for as long as possible. So what so can
2: prevention. we... I'm sorry, no go, ahead. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. So what can we do as far as aesthetics to help stimulate collagen? And then also topically, what products can we purchase that
0: would stimulate collagen? Actually, before before you answer that, Tali, because I was going to ask something. The services, the aesthetic services that you offer in your, you know, in your practice, because Tilly, I think this is a, this bridges to the question you're about Mm -hmm. to ask. So there's a bunch of them listed on your website. I'm not going to even act like I know what any of these do, right? (laughs) Except for some of them. So can you kind of explain what the top maybe three things are that people come in for? And then we can talk about how, you know, what your recommendations are to address them for people who can't get these services. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, my top three services. One would be PDO threads, and basically they're threads that are inserted in the face, and they can lift, contour, tighten. They reduce pore size, and they stimulate collagen. Um, I would say okay, that so, next. So that's one, one collagen, one. Got it. Right,
0: and we just talked do... about this actually on a previous episode. So Talia read this as a beauty, news, beauty news segment.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. collagen. Oh really? Oh my goodness. So, I can tell you everything with, you need to know about threads. <laughs> so, with regard to the
2: threads, it was called face threading. And so, is that the same thing as what you're talking about? Because it seems like it would be the same procedure as, like, um, what do you call those? Like stitches and that they dissolve over time.
1: Yes. Okay. So, um, you can use them in the face, neck, or pretty much anywhere in the body. Um, so I just call them PDO threads cause they're made out of a, a substance, um, that stands for PDO that the real name is like extremely long and I always forget <laughs> how to say it, <laughs> but your body absorbs it over a period of six months and in its place comes collagen. Uh,
0: so after you get it, do you have to get it again? Or is the idea that no. it's gone, the collagen is there and that's, that's it
1: you don't have to get it again it but you'd probably want to get it again cuz the results are so good cuz when when i
2: did the beauty news like the girl i mean she looked good i was like what is this like she looked like a brand new person but like not in a weird way like yeah. she looked really yeah. elevated really like wide awake
1: <laughs> yeah that's they really create natural looking results and so it's a nice way to achieve rejuvenation without it looking you you know exactly the type of person that has had too much filler in their face. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. And um that was like sort of the old school way of doing things just too much filler or filler not placed properly so then it looks bad. There's multiple reasons, but now you can do combination therapy and so a little bit of filler, a little bit of threads and then it looks a lot better.
0: Okay. So pdo
1: threads is one i'd say the next uh top procedure i would say either a cross between morpheus which is radio frequency with microneedling or just microneedling on its own so those two are very similar in the sense they both stimulate collagen as well (laughs) and um i know you'll i stimulating collagen is key for modern day aesthetics uh, and Morpheus is the combination of radiofrequency, which, um, basically what radiofrequency does, it goes down to the dermal layer of the skin and it causes mm. this heat trauma. So with the microneedling and the heat trauma, you're stimulating more collagen and a little bit of elastin too. So you're creating again, similar results, but, um, not exactly the same. I'd say threads are more targeted lifting. Mm. Um, Morpheus or microneedling is, um, you'll see Significant improvement in the quality of the surface of the skin. So um, it's good for areas of hyperpigmentation, hypopigmentation, scars, acne. It'll like really contour your face as well. Could you use it on your body or is it just your face? Yes. I use it on the body all the time. I've done it on my tummy a few times um, and it kind of will help contour Um, and you could do it on like, you know, your arms, your booty. Um because I have hyperpigmentation on my like
2: upper thigh and butt. And so I'm constantly like trying to brace myself to eventually get a chemical peel. So if I had to go between the chemical peel for the hyperpigmentation or this, what do you think?
1: I would need to see it. Um I won't I would say
0: my my (laughs) butt out on camera. Pull (laughs) pull your pants down. (laughs) get your consultation in
1: (laughs) we'll hold off on that (laughs) (laughs) it depends um I love chemical peels as well actually um and I I do I do so many like I do chemical peels on myself and then I'll do Morpheus I do them all um I I would think that In general, it would take a a few more sessions of the peel to achieve the results that you want Mm -hmm. relative to the Morpheus. However, again, it it depends. I I haven't seen the area of hyperpigmentation, but the peels don't go as um, deep. But there are some peels out there that are like pretty, pretty strong and can really resurface the skin. So it, it also depends on why you have the hyperpigmentation as well. Like what happened. To cause that
2: you know probably just being out in the sun as a kid half naked and shit just you know <laughs> like not putting on sunscreen because like sunscreen is a new thing for me as an adult so like sunscreen on the face and the body that wasn't happening growing up
1: mm-hmm. i like i like to expose my skin to the sun i uh, i think you still do need that vitamin d from the sun so try not to go super crazy putting it all over head to toe, maybe just face and neck. And as, and if you're like out there sunbathing, then put on some, sun, some sunscreen. But if you're just going in and out of your car and in and out of the, you know, in and out of, you know, the day, um, I would be more mindful of my face and neck.
0: So another doctor actually told us the same thing. Um, but my question is, even when you put sunblock on, you're still getting sun, so yes. mm-hmm. so I guess why would you why would you say not to go too crazy because you're still going to get the sun right when you go outside.
1: I I check vitamin because so you're your the whole point of getting the sun exposure on your skin is to get that vitamin D and a healthy vitamin D levels between like sixty to eighty usually, and I check vitamin D levels every day and I, and I find that majority of people in the thirties, twenties to thirties, wow. even if they think they spend a lot of time in the sun. So I don't think we're getting enough sun exposure on our skins is what uh, I'm trying to say. So if you're not at risk for any type of skin cancer, um, I would try, I would, you know, obviously talk to your doctor before, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to wear a sunscreen, but definitely on the face and neck, that's important. But, you know, exposing the rest of your body is great so that you can try to absorb as much vitamin
0: D as possible from the sun. So sunblock, it hinders the amount of vitamin D that gets absorbed basically is what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay.
2: And then, so one more procedure, one yeah. more top procedure.
1: I'd say, um, probably a neurotoxin like Botox or Dysport that would, that's probably one of the most popular procedures.
0: Botox or Dysport. Yes. What's the difference? So it's between?
1: like they're they're very similar. <clears throat> they're both neurotoxins. And what they do is they temporarily paralyze a muscle. So if you want to move your eyebrows up like this, like, see, I need some Botox right now. Um <laughs> it will like have you see, it'll like just help relax that. Um, and it creates a more refreshed, rejuvenated appearance. It'll help prevent the formation of wrinkles and um, it'll, and the wrinkles that have already formed, mm. it'll help decrease those that have already, you know, created those lines in your face or body. Got it. So from a holistic
2: per- perspective, cause you answered the first part of the question mm-hmm. from a holistic perspective, if we wanted to rev up collagen without anesthetic procedure, what would we
1: use? You could take collagen supplements. There are different ones that you could take on the market. Um, There's some vegan ones, and then there's some bovine collagen as well. Um, um, I I don't take, I take the vegan collagen. Uh, You can stimulate collagen internally as well. There's a supplement that I like to take. It's called BioSil, B-I-O-S-I-L. That also helps stimulate more collagen production in your body. Some people, um, I don't eat meat, but bone broth can also help with that too. Mm -hmm. Heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't eat meat either. You don't eat meat either?
2: No. So I'm going to have to take a supplement. So there's really no benefit of like a topical like
1: serum.
0: I was just thinking that.
1: Um, Yes, there is. It's probably not going to penetrate as well, but there's probably still benefit in, you know, ensuring good, good skincare that hydrates the skin. I would say maybe hyaluronic acid would be a little bit better in terms of like serum.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of like being able to mimic the effects of Botox or Dysport, what would you recommend? If a At, person in terms can't... of
1: supplements? <laughs> She's
0: or like Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I would say um, I, I would say probably microneedling is really good because and that's a procedure. So I, I know I'm not answering the question properly, but microneedling helps stimulate more collagen, so your skin quality is stronger. Uh, but orally or topically, um, again, just really good skincare. A retinol is really good. Mm-hmm. Retinol to overturn the skin; it's basically regenerating. And then the second thing um, is there's this new skincare line called Blue Lean. It has this ingredient called Methylene Blue in it. And that in studies has shown to increase collagen um, production in the skin. Oh. And so, you, and it, yeah. And um, so there's skincare out there that at, when you're approaching skincare, it's important that you have something that repairs, that rejuvenates something that hydrates and then protects. So the, the rejuvenation and the repair are going to be like the retinols, um, or the methylene blue, anything that's going to help your skin rejuvenate so that you're, you stimulate more collagen.
0: Got it. Got it. So I have a question, another question for you. Um, cause you are into holistic medicine. I know you are yoga certified now, right? You've done your 200 hours. <laughs> yeah. I ever feel like there's a contradiction between like the holistic approach of wellness with the, with these procedures, even if they are minimally invasive.
1: No, I don't because I, uh, I think they all make me happy. <laughs> and if that <laughs> makes me happy then it's great. <laughs> But but no, I don't because it's I don't I try not to go overboard for myself and I encourage my patients not to go overboard, you know, with the procedures when they get things done. Yeah. And it it's about moderation and really it's about self-care and what makes you feel good on the inside and also what makes you feel good on the outside. So if you have to, I call it medical body manipulation, you know, just like getting a tattoo will make someone feel good. Or Mm. if someone wants to color their hair, if someone wants, you know, to get veneers or braces, um, it's to me, it's all the same. You're doing, you're manipulating your body Mm. to help you achieve something. And so for me, it's, it's the same as long as it's not overboard.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. So you do something called hormone therapy. Yes. And uh, uh, so, okay, so this may not be be true, right? But in college, um, I was diagnosed with a hormone imbalance. Like I was told that this was the reason that every time I tried to get on birth control, it wasn't working mm-hmm. and I kept getting yeast infections. Um, and as I look back, I'm like, you know, I was I was prescribed medication for it. But I know that like a hormone imbalance can lead to stuff like anxiety and depression, which I have. Yep. I'm not depressed now, but like I've had depression. Um, you know, hair loss had that, uh, bloating had that. So like I am inclined to believe that I do have in hormone, a hormone imbalance. But when women come in or just humans, period, come in thinking that they have a hormone imbalance, what kind of things do you put in place? Like what are your recommendations for diagnosing them?
1: I would initially start with a good history. So finding out their symptoms and um, lifestyle questions, their diet, um, different, anything that basically is, makes them a human is important. (laughs) And then I would also do lab work, lab work and I look at specific hormones in both men and women and see where they are within the range of, um, the lab range usually. And, um, sometimes some of the lab ranges can be a little off, but, um, based on that, I come together and we'll have a discussion on their symptoms and what they're trying to achieve. And from there we'll decide, you know, if, we need to make changes in lifestyle or add some supplements, add some hormones um, and, and it's really customized to every individual person.
0: And then what about the micronutrient assessment? So I was looking at that too and I was like, that seems interesting and that seems very much in line with the idea of, you know, starting with what's happening on the inside first. So how, like, nope. can you just shed a little bit more light on what that is and how that actually helps, you know, your patients?
2: And just really quick, before you do that, um, what supplements would you recommend for a hormone imbalance? Oh, so I'm sorry, notes. You're bad. fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it really depends, like I said, person to person. One thing that I think is important that everyone should be on a good vitamin D and try to get your vitamin D level checked at least once to see where you're at and then um, once or twice really to see where you're at takes take the vitamin d that's appropriate for your level and then check again in three months to see if it's shown any improvement uh vitamin d is a hormone and a vitamin so um, it helps with many it ha- it helps many bodily functions uh and regulating your sleep cycle is super crucial to maintaining healthy hormones. Mm. So ensuring that you fall asleep same time every night as much as you can and trying to balance your circadian rhythm to what's natural for the human body. So sleeping during the nighttime and wake, and being awake during the day, uh, waking up around the same time every morning, trying not to take naps throughout the day creating a, a healthy I, sleep no, no naps, naps
0: during the day <laughs> dr right. What i am blown <laughs> i am blown <laughs> <laughs> naps are like my kryptonite what well then does it does it, do you have difficult sleeping at night difficulty sleeping at night i don't um, yes i, I, I can sleep any day any time, any hour i do i do <laughs> but my naps are typically like 20 minutes they're super short
1: well if the naps don't interfere with your night's sleep, then you can continue them. But if you have issues falling asleep at night, because you think you've already napped during the day, then maybe you need to like cut back on the napping and really balance the sleep. Um, Try to get at least eight to over eight hours of sleep per night. If you, if possible, a lot of times people tell me that they only sleep six or seven hours. And I don't think that's enough for your body to get the Mm. um, restorative benefits of sleep. So Really, getting the amount of sleep that everybody needs is important, and that will really help regulate your hormones as well. And there are other supplements, but really, it's hard to give specific answers unless I know where you're at with yeah you know yeah, you, you know as an individual.
2: So everyone with acne, your hormones may be affecting your skin. And you should be getting eight to ten hours of sleep, trying to keep a sleep schedule, and getting vitamin
0: D. Noted. And I, I never knew vitamin D was considered a hormone. I'm At like all. blown away by that. Yeah, I'm it blown is. away
1: because it, it does it. It helps with so many different functions in the body, and hormones are basically
0: messengers that help with different functions.
2: Wow. Okay, Dooney, back to your question.
0: Okay, so back to the micronutrients. So, what exactly is that, and how is that? I mean, because my understanding, which is very limited, is that it assesses the nutrient levels in your body.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically, we do specialized testing, uh, not just micronutrient testing, but there's a whole range of tests that we can do. And again, it depends on what your concerns are, because some of these, if you do like all the tests, it can get a little pricey. So Mm -hmm. um, taking it step by step is the way I like to do it. Like, okay, let's, let's check your hormones first and basic labs. And then from there, do we need to do more targeted testing? So micronutrient testing will tell me if there's any minerals or nutrients or vitamins in your body that you're deficient in, or if you have too much of something specifically. And that's really important to, um, it's, it's important if you really want to optimize your body. So not just like really take your body to the next level. So you're like, you're tailoring everything that you take for you.
2: Right. I feel like, okay, so the the supplement industry is very poorly regulated. Mm-hmm. How do we know which What's one, yeah,
0: yeah. like
1: how does, how does one know? Yeah. Well, there are a ton of supplements out there. Um, I would probably avoid drugstore supplements, just because, mm. I mean, I'm sure there are ones that are like probably better than some of the others. But actually I have some of the supplements that I take here. I take a lot of thorn and I oh, started creating yeah. my own supplement line as well. This is, so getting it through a doctor's office is always a good idea. because um, There are a lot of supplements out there and it's hard to figure out what's the cleanest product, the
0: purest.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so.
0: Uh, and when you say a doctor's office, any doctor or specifically like an aesthetics, doctor. Yeah,
1: not any doctor is going to get carry the array of supplements that I have. Um it would probably be any type of integrative practitioner. So, um where are you guys located right now actually? I'm in Philly. I'm currently in LA. Oh, cool. Um well, LA, you could always come here if you'd like. <laughs> um but look up probably like an integrative clinic around you mm. and um see what options they have there you can also always order these online too but i would ensure that you're getting quality quality products right
2: there's and there's nothing we can really look for like a i don't know some i don't know you know, know symbol. yeah there
1: is there <laughs> is there is um
0: there, a check mark
1: there's actually a website which on the top of my head, I don't know it that you can go on and verify the type of supplements, uh, um, the the name and the the company, and then see what what it's graded. Um, I'll have to send that to you guys. Please, I don't yeah.
0: I think our our audience would love that for sure. I would, okay. Love it. I would love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Duny, so- do we want to get into some
2: segments, or you got other questions?
0: Um, I have one more question because I'm, I'm really interested in this. So one of, there was like a testimonial on your website. This woman talked about the mommy makeover she received. Now my understanding of a mommy makeover was a tummy tuck and a breast lift, but she was talking about all kinds of other stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. I had no, and it's like considered a custom mommy makeover, I guess. So can you explain what that is? And if, you know, if it's all minimally invasive or is it like a, a mix of minimally invasive with, you know, I guess going under the knife?
2: I feel like that's what I heard that Beyonce got, that she got it like swooped up and and
1: formed. I don't well, I don't know what she's gotten. Um, but what I do only minimally invasive procedures here and um after a pregnancy, your whole body changes, not just your boobies and your tummy, mm-hmm. but your vagina, your vagina changes. Um, especially if you've given a vaginal delivery versus like a C-section and, um, you'll have changes in the face and your skin. A lot of women notice that, um, after their, pre- I, that's what I hear often from women, you know, after their pregnancy or, a few children in they just feel really worn out looking Mm -hmm. and just they just feel worn out so a lot of stuff that we do in the office is um, non-surgical vaginal rejuvenation therapies so there's different there's at least three to four different procedures that I do to help like rejuvenate the vagina Mm -hmm. and um, creating more collagen in the vagina creating a tighter look um it also, there's a thing called PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, which is our blood, which is um, basically, we take it from our blood, we take draw blood, spin it, take the platelets, which mm-hmm. are the regenerative part of the blood, and we inject it, and in, we can inject it into the clitoris and the G-spot, and that'll help oh. stimulate, I know, yeah.
0: I thought you were going to say into the face. I was going to be like, oh, it's a vampire facial, but you're saying, oh. Into the cooch. This is interesting. <laughs> what does that do?
1: It will allow more lubrication and um, better orgasms. Look and what's this called? <laughs> wait, wait, tell me the name again. <laughs> Pl-
0: uh, oh. PRP, PRP, in, PRP. In the- so do I'm assuming that one. Not only moms get that, but anybody who's looking for that kind of effect. Anybody,
1: anybody, <laughs> of <see it's> <laughs> Anybody.
2: <laughs> Anybody with a clitoris? <laughs>
0: okay. All right, so let's get into some uh, into the segments.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> Look, we are really learning stuff today. So, um, okay, so I found this one, um, Dr. Rahi. This is from one of your colleagues. So, this is called this segment is called Beauty News, where we basically take a current event article okay. relating to beauty and we talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is from Mind Body Green, and it's called "How Much Water Should You Really Be Drinking?" A functional MD explains. Mm. Um, and so it says, according to Dr. Dana Cohen, MD, integrative medicine physician and co-author of Quench, it's time we take a closer look at the pervasive gold standard: eight glasses of water a day. It comes from nowhere. Uh, she talks about how two people with completely different body types, environments they wouldn't drink the same amount of water. She says, according to Cohen, it's impossible to give everyone the exact same rule of thumb. So for example, um, the the general guidance is, she would say to drink half of your weight in ounces. So for example, someone who weighs 150 pounds would want to drink around 75 ounces of water, which is about nine cups. Um, She says, but it varies depending on your diet. And she mm-hmm. says, you may need less water than others. Don't force yourself to go down gallons of water just to meet a certain threshold. Mm. There's this whole new thing with drinking a gallon of water a day, which is 16 glasses of water a day. And that, that may be fine for some people, but for a lot of people, it's probably too much
1: water and you can
2: overdo it. What are your thoughts?
1: I, I think I agree, actually, um, you can't just say eight glasses of water a day. I mean, everyone is is a different size and she's right, different environments. And some days you're thirstier than others because the weather changes. So I would just listen to your body and if it feels thirsty, try to drink. However, I have met people that don't like water at all. And so those people, I feel like their thirst receptors are probably not as strong as some others. Like I drink so much water every day um, and I'm constantly feeling thirsty. But if you're one of those people that just never feels thirsty, I would be more mindful and maybe calculate how many glasses you're drinking in a day just to ensure that you are getting hydration because we all need water. We all need to be drinking water every day, but it, she's right about not exact numbers. But what's the downside to like drinking too much water? Like she she
2: mentioned that some people are probably drinking too much water. Like how?
0: Yeah. Well, so I was, was going to say, very... I didn't know there was such a thing as too much water.
1: There's a very rare, rare, um, uh, situation when you drink too much water and that's water toxicity. And and there's been very few cases, but, um, you can pretty much not survive. You can die from that, but that's very rare. And you'd have to be drinking a lot. I'd have to look up exactly the amount, but it's beyond what you normally drink. You, you probably at this point become delirious and vomiting that could really what would happen is your sodium levels would get really shifted and um i think that's what would ultimately lead to the death but um you would have to be drinking excessive amounts of water for that to really happen but it's definitely possible
0: wow oh my goodness right (laughs) all right so our next segment is um it's beauty tip and okay. what we're asking of you is to give us and our listeners, what is your number one beauty tip for, for any woman?
1: Number one beauty tip, I'd say the foundation of any good beauty routine is good skincare. And so having a good skincare routine in the morning and one in the evening and really following that.
0: And can you remind us what those four things are i think you said repair yeah something
1: rejuvenate (laughs) rejuvenate um repair hydrate protect
0: okay
1: okay so what's your morning skincare
2: routine because we just gonna do what you do (laughs)
1: i'll wash my face uh, with a face wash and i'll alternate the face wash between an lha cleanser that i get from skinceuticals that because i still get breakouts um and so I have acne prone skin. Uh, so only do this if you have acne prone skin, yeah. uh, and, or I'll alternate between like a gentle cleanser. Cause you don't need to be putting that on your face seven days a week, morning and night. So I would also add a toner into the skin. I would add a toner to like, um, like really tone the skin and then something moisturizing or hydrating. Actually, I like to add a vitamin C serum. I recently started, there's a new vitamin C serum from um, SkinCeuticals. It's called, I forget the name. They just came out with it last week. They have a C Ferulic, which is amazing. The C Ferulic. Have you guys heard Mm -hmm. of that one? Yep. Mm -hmm. They just came out with a new one. Um, It's for acne prone skin specifically. So I'll do that, and on top of that, I'll put on a light moisturizer, and then when I put on my foundation, it'll have some SPF in the foundation.
0: So what, what toner, what's your favorite toner?
1: Uh, I use, right now, I'm using the called LHA toner. Okay, That's uh-huh. see
0: so a big yeah. fan.
1: And what's your I, SPF foundation? I use Tarte.
2: Right. I love Tarte's concealer. The, I use the
1: Amazon. Tube. I actually have it here, the Amazonian clay.
2: Let's see. This
1: one? Oh, oh you okay. know this
2: one. Okay. Amazonian clay.
1: Because
2: yeah, I'm starting yeah, yeah. to get into foundation. Like I bought my first tube of foundation literally during right. the pandemic, like in October. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm like, what are the girls using?
0: <laughs> and what's your favorite daytime moisturizer?
1: Daytime moisturizer, I've been using this hyaluronic acid one from this company. It's it's company based out of Barcelona. It's called BCN. It's a hyaluronic acid repair um, that I will use, but I have other moisturizers too. I'm trying to think of the name. There's one from Drunk Elephant that I've tried that I like a lot. It's light. There's a PCA one. Um, it's called yeah. Rebalance. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that one?
0: I have. I actually had a, a chemical peel yesterday, and my esthetician is trying to convince me to get some PCA products.
1: PCA is great. PCA is great. I like their BPO cleanser for acne-prone skin, and then their facial wash is really nice too.
0: Yeah, she wants me to get the um, their cleansing bar.
1: That one's good too. There's just, they have different bars. Do you know which one she's talking um, about?
0: I want to say the Eve the pigment bar.
1: Yeah, they have, and, they have good
0: stuff. Yep, and she recommended the PCA Rebalance moisturizer.
1: <laughs> okay. The Rebalance, the Rebalance just works for all skin types. It's so easy to put use. It like will make you feel really light. Dooney, did you have a beauty tip? Oh,
0: are we all giving beauty tips?
1: I got one, yeah, girl.
2: Oh, okay. Dr. It's Ryan. our first time doing this segment <laughs> with <laughs> someone else. <laughs> with okay. someone else. It's usually just us. <laughs>
0: Now nah, go ahead. Let me think about my beauty tip.
2: <laughs> you don't have to have one this week. Like, um, okay, this is mine. And this is mine because you mentioned like fresh blood. Like that sounds so weird, but it's about blood. Okay. So I was listening to um, one of my favorite beauty podcasts. It's called Breaking Beauty. And Renee Rouleau was on there. And she talked about how she hangs over the bed for two minutes each night to bring fresh blood to her skin. Uh, because- Fresh blood to your to your face, I guess, carries fresh oxygen and new nutrients when you flush your skin with blood. And I was like, look, she was like, literally, you just kind of like lean over the edge. And she's like, I'm on my phone or whatever, whatever. So, you know, I leaned over the bed last night just to, <laughs> just to see so how funny. I felt.
0: <laughs> I used to do that in the morning, but I didn't know it was for skin purposes. I did it because it's supposed to like help clear your it's supposed to be like a good mental Things like help clear your mind. I swear, I used to do so.
2: Should we be doing it like at like in the morning and at
1: night, Dr. Wright? Uh, the hanging up upside down, yeah, just like leaning over. So, so actually, like the whole concept is when you go upside down. So, I do that with like I do, I have a little headstand, little um, sort of supporter thing where I'll just like hang upside down for like up. I've taken myself up to like four to five minutes. Wow. Um. But I wouldn't do that if you can't, if if you've never done it before, I would just <laughs> don't do it for die. like 30
0: seconds. not go die, y'all. Don't die because y'all thought y'all could hang upside down for five minutes. You could, do, you could do it for up to like 30 seconds
1: and just have someone supporting you. But basically, you're right. The blood will rush to your head. And so that fills the capillaries more. So that's really good for the skin. And it's also good for the pineal gland. And that's why we do it for like more meditative brain purposes too. Hmm.
2: Okay, so you can do it in the morning or at night, or you can do it both. If you got an extra 30 seconds, everybody has an extra 30 seconds.
1: Yes, exactly. Love it.
0: Love it. All right, I do not have a beauty tip, so we'll (laughs) (laughs) we'll move into beauty moments. Now, a beauty moment is basically something that has happened within the past week. Good, bad, you know, ugly it could be anything it could be a new procedure that you've had done it can be you know like your skin is is looking great or whatever so no. you um, haven't
2: had any bloat in this week like it could be anything right right <laughs>
0: you you happen to walk past the mirror on Tuesday morning and thought damn i look good like whatever it is um so i'll we'll start. start yeah go ahead okay so i got i mentioned this a few minutes ago but i got um a chemical peel yesterday um at the on your face Mm-hmm. spa I go to and it was a PCA peel so again that brand and this was interesting because I it's it it's basic I forget all of the, what was in it but it's basically they she rubs the substance on my face like four times so it's like yeah. a sheet she rubs it on she's like on a scale of from one to ten what's the you know like pain factor it was always at like a four. She waits a few minutes, shrubs on again. So she did it four times. And then yeah. she did. And oh, it was heavily, there was a lot of salicylic acid in it as well, which I was surprised at. Um, yeah. and, and I want to say maybe it was kojic acid. I think, yeah, they have, they
1: have, they have all the acids, but yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and because I've I've noticed some like unevenness in my skin, like just yeah, some uneven tone. So I, I told her I was trying to um, address that. So she told me to start off with that peel. So yeah, um, I'm like, she also told me I should keep coming every three weeks to get it done, which I'm I'm not sure I'm going to do yet. <laughs> Ooh, it was certainly pricey, um, but. <laughs> But I am. She's only thinking.
1: telling you. She's only telling you what what will help achieve. Like the best possible results for your
0: skin. <laughs> she was like, I, I can only okay. tell you what I can tell you. <laughs> the, <laughs> the rest is up to you. But it yeah, was interesting. Exactly. Because she said, you know, um, because she did say that typically our skin cells are supposed to turn over every 28 days. But as we get older, that decreases. So mm-hmm. that's why she was saying to come in every 21 days because it gives yeah. that boost. So it does make, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I just need to consult with my budget to see if I can if I can do it, you Talk know? Talk it over with yourself. <laughs> I just need to take a look at the Excel yeah. sheets and make sure I'm not walling. So um, yeah, so that's my beauty moment. I was I was really excited about it. it. I When I think chemical peel, I think the kind where your face starts to like literally peel after, yeah. you know, a few days, which I want to mm-hmm. get one of those one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was an interesting experience. Doing it, how much was it? I don't know the relevance of that. Um, what you, what if somebody wants it? <laughs> no, it was 350. It was 350. Okay, okay, Dr. Rahi. The okay. fact that you just made that face, let's look at me- her, her face. <laughs> is like, sis, the fact that you just made that face, that expression
1: <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, it's a little bit less expensive in my clinic, but I'm in
0: LA so. Well, but I don't think, think it'll that cost makes me you feel more. better because you're in LA. I would think it's more at your clinic.
2: But but well, more people in LA are probably getting it, so the price doesn't have to be so much. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah,
1: the competition's different, but also yeah, yeah,
2: lots of different mm. reasons. Well, okay, well my beauty I'm moment. I'm
0: in LA. I know where I'm going. Look,
2: my beauty <laughs> moment is super. Super basic after that. Um, all I did this week was buy skincare products. I haven't bought a product in months, like months and months and months and months, like since last year. Yeah. So I bought some products. Um, I bought Dr. Rahi, don't judge me. I saw that face where
1: you were like, <laughs> no, I did not judge you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what?
0: What'd you buy? I'm not you.
2: Like, uh, okay, so I was looking for a moisturizer with SPF. Also, super basic, but I bought the Bolden moisturizer with SPF. Oh, um, it's it's black owned. It's woman owned. Um, it is a, a chemical sunscreen. Everyone, so um, it's not a um, it's not considered like clean beauty. Um, but I'm excited to try it. I also went super goop crazy. I bought the Glow Oil in travel and uh, regular. I so bought like a sunflower extract lotion, but her Dr. Rahi, I will not be going ham on the body, um, super goop, like I'm just going, I'm going to keep it minimal unless I'm like sunbathing, which I'm sure I will be as I start to um, pop out for the summer.
1: (laughs) She starts to pop out, that's funny.
2: (laughs) That's my beauty moment.
1: So am I sharing my beauty moment? Yes. yes, it's all about you. I mean, yours is the most important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have beauty moments every day. I work in, in a beauty clinic. Um, but my beauty moment, how about something that I did for myself? I just had the Morpheus done. And I said that earlier, mm-hmm. but um, that is basically a procedure that basically there are needles with radio frequency tips at the end. And they go up to like four millimeters, usually three to two millimeters in the skit face and neck. And it helps stimulate collagen. So it'll like tighten, shrinks your pores, contours. So I just had that done like less than a week ago.
0: Okay. Is that, is now, that a, is that a treatment ahead. that you can get like routinely? Is that like something that you get yes. once a month or? Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: It depends now, on the patient. But yes.
2: Now I'm about to... I'm about to make it personal and then we're going to let you go. Because look, while I while I have you here, okay? Yeah. I have been very vocal about how I would like a skinny Naomi Campbell face, right? So I don't know Ooh. if you could tell, but I have a kind of a rounder face and I don't hate it. It's a good solid face. However- You have a good face. Thank you. What, what I would like to consider, right? Is you see just like right here, you know how Naomi Campbell be like, you know, just like oh, you like
1: that, mm. you like that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: pinch, right? Super. That's a supermodel look with like the high cheekbones and sunken in. That's literally the supermodel look. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and I feel like I feel like I should have it. Um, So what what can <laughs> you, you do? Have it. To, what can you do to just take away like a little dollop of cheek? What What would one think, do if they want to take a dollop away? Like I one eighth would of you, the
1: would cheek. You, Morpheus, um, Morpheus would really help contour and then maybe a little bit of like cheek filler that'll like really enhance this area and it'll like thin down this area and then maybe some Botox in the masseter muscles to slim the face down a little bit more. So that's so just, that's just to achieve that look. I'm not saying you need it. I'm just saying you want to go there.
2: You just named three things. If I had to choose one,
1: <laughs> let's do Morpheus then. Morpheus. Morpheus.
2: Morpheus. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be on the site. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, Dr. Rahi, our final question is why does beauty need you?
1: Because I take a very holistic approach to it. And I like to understand the patient's needs and give the most natural results possible. Love it. Love it. we all want to look Thank like humans.
2: You. We appreciate that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And <laughs> not aliens. <laughs> all right. Beauty needs me. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>